One guest, 10 songs, 10 reasons. Music was my first love on Radio Glamorgan. My guest today is someone very special to me at Radio Glamorgan because in 2018, as volunteer coordinator and part of the Celtic Gals and now Kutch Cafe, she ran my training as a new volunteer and at a time when we were promoting multi-presenter shows, she easily gave in to my lobbying and allowed me to present Saturday's night train. She's also become a good pal and gives great hugs. I am, of course, talking about Helen Ward and we'll hear from Helen after her first choice, which is from John and Van Gelder. I'm very well. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. It occurred to me this may be the first time that we've broadcast together since my training. <gasps> Goodness me. Well, does it feel just as you remember? Yes, I feel like I don't really know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and yet you do. And yet I do. You are very welcome to this edition of Music Was My First Love. Tell us about your first choice from John and Van Gallis. Well, this was an incredibly hard task, as I'm sure everybody has said to you. So yep. thank you for that. Thank you for taking up the last three months of my life, trying to find <laughs> ten tracks to bring. So John and Van Gallis, this song I used to hear on the radio, and I didn't own it. And I always wanted to own it, but I never did. And it wasn't until I was an adult I was able to go out and buy it. So my memory of this song was really that moment where you hear it on the radio and everything stops for you to listen. Um, it firmly places me back when I was a kid. And actually all of these song choices were the first tracks that I listened to or played. So they were actually kind of really owned by other people, right. other members of the family. They were all on the floor next to the record player. They were all my introductions to music. I find this particular song quite haunting and in a, a little bit of an uncomfortable way, but also a comfortable way. I know that sounds no, a I bit know, confusing, I but I like where it takes me. It makes me a little bit melancholy, but at the same time, it's nice. It's a little bit magical, isn't it? A bit mis yeah. mystifying. You've been a volunteer with Radio Glamorgan since 2014. Why and how did you get involved? I was approaching my <clears throat> 40th birthday. No. And I thought to myself, at the moment, all I'm doing is sleeping and working. And I needed to do something else. I love music. I like people. And I was terrified of hospitals. So I thought, well, if I'm going to do something that I really like with music, then maybe I should make some of it a little uncomfortable. So I thought, let's go and see how you get on in a hospital. And this, of course, was the perfect place for me to come and actually feel much more at ease around doctors, nurses, patients. And I can be found quite often here now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that was my journey in. Um, I was lucky enough to have Nick Clark uh, on board and and introducing me to everybody, and then, of course, in with the Celtic girls, and then with you. Well, yes, here we the are. The pinnacle. Well, this is what people tell me, actually. <laughs> Your second choice of ten is a 1966 US number one for the Mamas and the Papas. Tell me about the track you've chosen, Monday, Monday. Obviously, I wasn't born then. So I was born in 1973. So by the time I was rifling through the records that were available to me on the living room floor, I was pinching my mum my father's, my brother's, and this was one of my mum's, and I loved it, and I think the melody in it is lovely, the harmony in it is lovely, and do you know what? I remember thinking, oh, there's actually a song about school, <laughs> <laughs> because I hated Mondays, and still do so much, although 
obviously it's it's not necessarily about school. So yeah, that's my story with Monday Monday. Monday Monday So good to me. I guess you've always been a music lover then. Oh, I yeah, I have. I think uh, and anybody who says they aren't they're fibbing. Did you have music at home? Loads of music. I was really lucky. Everybody in my family loves music. Um, I've got quite a, a musical influence from my nan to my brother. Yeah, it's, I'm very lucky. Is your brother older than you? I have one older brother and one younger brother. Because um, the older sibling makes a difference. Because yes. I had two, so yeah. that's where you pick up your music taste from sometimes. I spent a lot of years across the landing in my bedroom listening to my older brother drumming. Right. So he's a drummer. So yeah, huge influence, and uh, he he uh, liked Yes, so that's John and Van Gallis yeah. came from. He liked Emerson, Lake and Palmer, so I know a lot of Emerson, Lake and Palmer. <laughs> the so, fanfare for the for common, the common man, man, yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> yeah, the drum bit. <laughs> but yes, uh, yeah. But I I feel hugely privileged to have been exposed to music that I wouldn't have necessarily heard on the radio. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Your third choice, uh, maybe one of the happiest songs ever, ELO's Mr. Blue Sky. Okay, so it is one of the happiest songs ever, I think. For me, it's a bit of a, a sad song. Uh, so, like lots of kids, um, unfortunately, my mum and dad got divorced. Uh, and when my father was still with us, he bought this record and he played it and he, I knew he liked it. And I do remember after he'd gone playing the record, thinking, oh, if I play this a bit more, he'll come back. Yeah. So, for me... Mr. Blue Sky, I very much associate with my father. My father passed away last year as well, so now I kind of think, well, that's cemented. That's that's my song that I, I remember him with. Mr. Blue Sky, please tell us why you had to hide away for so long. Helen Ward's third choice on this edition of Music Was My First Love, Mr. Blue Sky from ELO. Helen, tell me about Kutch Cafe and what someone tuning in for the first time can expect. Well, Kutch Cafe is the cafe that everybody can come to and you can have whatever you want to eat and drink and there are no calories whatsoever. So it's hosted by myself, by Claire, by Zoe and by Keris. And yes, we've been on air probably together for about four or five years now. And it's just lots of fun, lots of chatter, lots of good music. I found that. <laughs> um, and as I found with its predecessor, The Celtic Gals, that Thursday show is a perfect base in the way that the midweek mix is now uh, for new trainee volunteers. And you've had a lot come through. Yeah, and it's a lovely thing because everybody comes to Radio Glamorgan with a story. Everybody comes wanting to do something for somebody else. And you have that perfect mix uh, when you throw music in as well. Yeah. Uh, it's a very uplifting experience. It's very bonding. And I, it's, a, it's a real pleasure to see people come through, be very nervous, not really know what's going to happen, how they're going to react. People find then they're good at different things. Mm. And then, of course, they blossom and they get confident. And you see people take so much from the time that they sit here behind the desk, listening, playing music and just waving at people in the corridor. Yeah. It's, an, it's, a, it's a real privilege. I've always said that. It's a real privilege to be a volunteer here. The majority of guests on Music Was My First Love have among their ten songs choices, at least one that I would call a bit left field. And in your case, I wasn't expecting Nazareth. <laughs> uh, so tell me about Hearts Grown Cold. Okay, so 
Nazareth, again, I credit my brother and my mum, good Scottish rock band. Loads of LPs were in the pile for Nazareth. It was really, really difficult for me to nail down one track. Uh, I think they're great. Um, I never got to see them live, which is a, a real regret. I had tickets and for a tour, probably maybe the last but one um, before Dan died, and then that was cancelled. And so, yeah, Nazareth, huge sort of soundtrack to many years when I was in, just probably before I was 10. This particular song, it's a sad song, but I think the melody is lovely, and it's probably the beginning of me starting to pick up different things and pretending it was a guitar and hoping one day I'd be able to play it. You're the one whose heart's Your next choice, Helen, is from the Turtles and the excellent Surfer Dan. Surfer Dan was actually the B-side to Eleanor. Oh, really, was it? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. And again, this is a 45 uh, that was in the pile in the living room that I would sift through all my mum's records and put this on. I've actually brought it in, so uh, I'll show you that after. Um, so I like this song because it starts off with a motorbike. Yeah. So I'm going back to little, little Helen now, <laughs> and I would run around the living room pretending I was on that motorbike. Um, but then as I got older, I just uh, continued to play the song. And again, this is the air guitar. was Well, it wasn't even an air guitar. I'd pick up a guitar. We had a guitar in the house. It was a big, a big bass guitar, but it didn't have any strings. But that was fine because yeah. I couldn't play them. So I would just hold this hollow Hofner well, bass guitar. Better than a tennis racket. Absolutely. And uh, mime my way through many songs, Surfer Dan being one of them. Everybody's talking about Surfer Dan. Going into Nirvana in a Chevy Sedan. The world's a stage and each must play a part. <laughs> Fourteen years just shot right there, man. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> it's the <Yeah>. line. <laughs> it's the line. So you're going back there. I was seven when uh, this got re-released on a single. My nan bought me this single. Uh, Elvis was quite big in our family. Well, he was, he was big everywhere, wasn't he? But my nan would say, oh, but he's the king. Uh, so, yes, yeah, Elvis had a big place uh, and... I picked this song because I love hearing him laugh. It's just so nice to yeah. sort of hear that, you know, he was a person, a human being, and, and uh, I love it. Um, and I've, I've, I obviously learned later that he's laughing at Sissy Houston, who's the... Oh, is it Sissy Houston? He's I, the singer in the back, yeah. and she can't hear. She's just, you know, got yeah. her headphones on, and that's apparently what cracked him up. No, I know, and, mm. and she was getting louder and louder while yeah. he was falling apart. Yeah, I didn't realise right. it was Sissy Houston. Yeah, well, I only, I only found that out, as an, again, as an adult, and you were able now to go back and research yeah. all of these things. So, yeah, I, I picked that song just because it's just his laughter. Yeah. It's, it's a tonic, isn't it? And when you think about the... I wouldn't say he had a troubled life, but, you know, he, well, I think he was a lonely man, actually. Yeah, He had definitely. plenty of yes-men around him. He had drugs, he had drink. But um, he was there was something very unique about yeah. Elvis that's not we've not seen again nothing before or um, since no. and I think you know his his legacy is well that's it it's, it's done it's, it's yeah. there it will never go away no
I know, like me, Helen, that you're very keen on what happens at Radio Glamorgan, and especially that we have plenty of volunteers and plenty of voices live or pre-recorded rather than just continuous music. And at time of recording, you've recently stood down, and we talked about this briefly at the beginning, recently stood down as volunteer coordinator, a role that you found both important and rewarding. Yeah, definitely. Again, um, touching on what we said earlier about seeing people coming through, being nervous, being excited and and seeing them really blossom and, and enjoy what they're doing. I think when I came in, I thought a lot about what was important for the patients and the hospital staff to, to hear um, the content. But I became very quickly um, much more aware of the volunteer journey. And actually, the couple of hours that you spend in this studio, whether it's with another volunteer or with the music, can actually be make or break for somebody every Mm. week. So I think that what this particular charity can bring is so incredible because it's rewarding to you as a volunteer. It's rewarding to the hundreds and thousands of people that pass through the University Hospital of Wales every week. All of that is all joined by this wonderful thing called music. Yeah, and a lot of recent volunteers have come through under your stewardship, for want of a better word. Howard Jacobson, Ian Weber, Jason Manley, Susie Bailey, Byron Brain, to name but a few. But you can't underestimate your role in that journey. Well, I think I, I'm just a part. I'm just, I'm just there at the beginning, and I hope that, you know, for me, because, you know, I, I made, for every volunteer that comes in, that's another friend. Uh, it's another person to share music with. I think that it's just nice being part of that cog, and I think you're only ever as, as important or as good as the volunteer that you stood next to. So, you know, I could only do everything that I've ever done thanks to people like yourself, thanks to people like Claire, uh, who stand there, and we all do something. Mm. Nobody does more than anybody else, really. We all have a part to play, um, and, and I was lucky enough to have that part. Tell us about your next choice from ABBA. ABBA, okay. So we go back to sad times where uh, mum and dad getting divorced and I remember their big ABBA. My mum was a big ABBA fan and there was one LP and you might know the cover of the LP had Benny and Frida having a snog on a park bench on one side and the other side was Anietta and uh, what was the the fourth? Bjorn. They weren't talking. In fact, he was reading the paper. So they were splitting up in real life. And so were my mum and my father. So Abba was kind of like, oh, hang on. If it's happening to Abba, it's happening to us. (laughs) So, yeah, the winner takes it all. Lots of Abba songs all resonated hugely in my house when I was little. We always try to get across that it's not simply about presenting your own show, that there's so much to do behind the scenes. And for me, you're a prime example of that. You you love the fundraising, uh, the crack amongst friends. And actually, I have to say that, that being behind the microphone is not really top of your RG to-do list, is it? Not anymore. I think like everybody, and I'm sure I'm sure I've heard you say this too. When you come along, you think, "Oh yeah, DJ. Yeah. I like the look of that. I like the sound of that." There I was in my bedroom making tapes as a teenager. Here I am living the dream. And then when you get in and you realise all the other things that go on, and you you begin to set things up so that other people have a good experience, mm. that's where the joy was for me 
really, rather than being over there behind the microphone. And don't get me wrong, and you know, I love the music and I love doing shows, but actually it was making it as good as it could be for everybody else that was the real kick. You got it over very quickly in my meeting group because it was you and Nick. And when I walked through the hospital doors, it was, I'm going to host my own radio show, I've wanted to do this since I was 16. I think we were here for about three quarters of an hour, it was me and Susie. And when we left, it was, uh, I knew it wasn't just about that, that I got it straight away, but that's how it, it came over. Well, that's really good, because it is so much more than that. And I think that it doesn't mean that you don't do exactly those things. You have got your own show, you do do a show every week, but it's all the other stuff as well. Mm. Um, and I think you have to almost, it's like working your way through the ranks in a way. You have much more appreciation for the show when you understand every cog that turns to make that happen. Yeah. Absolutely. And of course, if anyone is interested in getting involved with Hospital Radio Glamorgan, what do they need to do? Well, it's really easy. So you can go to our super duper website, uh, radioglamorgan.com, and you can put in an, an application there that you're interested. Uh, and then you get invited in to a meet and greet with lots of other prospective volunteers, get to see the studio, get to meet a couple of volunteers like yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, then you, you hear all about it. Um, so yeah, it's dead easy. Your eighth choice on this edition of Music Was My First Love is an ever-present band on this show, and that's Fleetwood Mac. Very early Fleetwood Mac. Well, let me tell you about this song. So this song was on a blank tape, had nothing written on it, and I used to play it, and I think, oh, this is great, I love this, but I have no idea who it was. And it wasn't until I was an adult that I located the song and realised it was Fleetwood Mac. So Shake Your Money Maker was another hollow, no-string guitar, (laughs) miming effort by Little Helen back when I was maybe seven or eight years old. Your ninth choice, this is one of my favourite Eric Clapton tracks, Ah. which I played on the night train, and when... When I was putting the show together, it was in my mental list of stuff that must get played at some stage. I've got a rock and roll heart. You a Clapton fan, or is it this particular track? Uh, I am a Clapton fan, and I loved this album, Money and Cigarettes. Just to put it into a bit of perspective for you, so at the time, there was a bit of a craze in school for dolls that looked quite lifelike. So basically they had like a soft, spongy torso. And this was quite new because before then it would only been tiny tears. Anyway, these new dolls came along and I begged my mum, please can I have a doll? Yes, yes, all right. So luckily Father Christmas that year brought me a doll. Called it Eric. <laughs> <laughs> my mum, not best pleased, but she didn't have any say in the matter. So uh, I named my doll after Eric Clapton. Oh. So there's there's a legacy for him this if he's just, listening. Yeah. But yeah, this song, I love it. And I just thought, you know what? It kind of sums up when when you're able to reflect through music what uh, different periods of your life have been, which is what everybody must have the privilege of doing with you on this show. Yeah. To think about little Helen, I think, oh, what a... What a what a good start I had that I got to a point where I called my doll Eric, Eric. after Eric Clapton. Oh, that's fantastic. And, and, um, have you and still got him? My mum might have it somewhere. But I do think I've got a rock and roll heart. Every time it hits me, I've got it rock and roll. I've got it rock and roll. 
Your tenth and final choice, Helen, on Music Was My First Love, is a lesser-known track from someone that you previously joked would appear ten times on your list. Tell me <laughs> about you and Shaky. <gasps> me and Shaky. Well, that love affair began. I think my nan said, have you heard this song on the radio? And they played This Old House, and I thought, ooh, I like that. Obviously, with my rock and roll heart, <laughs> I was instantly drawn. So, yeah, Shaky is still with me. I've seen him every time he's toured. I've still got all his albums. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I love him. He is, you know, he's, he's as dear to me as any family member. And, again, you know, great music. I couldn't not put Shaky on because he's so important to me. This particular track was the beginning of me actually having my first set of records. So it was a big snowfall. I think it was 1980 or 1981 in Cardiff. Uh, my school closed, which was Allen's Bank Primary. And so I had to be taken to my nan's every day uh, because my mum went off to work. And because it was snowing, obviously that was quite a trudge. And my reward for being good that week and doing that walk every day was I was allowed to buy this album from oh. Terry's Music Shop on Cruis Road. Uh, so, yeah, this was my first I own, I've picked album. Oh, Shake is really important to me. Yeah. This album is really important to me. This song, I did a lot of shaky dancing as a kid. And I think about it now and I think, oh, you know, music brings you, com well, whatever emotion you're looking for. This one in particular brought me huge amounts of joy. Dancing probably released loads of endorphins uh, and I was not happier unless somebody was sat in front watching me <laughs> and I'd go, I'm going to do some shaky dancing, Nam. Can you come and watch, please? And she'd say, all right, love. And I'd be there and I'd learn all the words and I'd mime it and I'd try my best to do all the words and I'd, I'd have a broomstick for a microphone and my white shoes and my denim jacket. Um, this song, it sounds like he's doing it live. He sounds like... It's fun and everyone's having a, a really good time and it it just goes on and I love it. Before we hear it, you really love being a part of Radio Glamorgan, don't you? And, and you care about it. Very much. What are your hopes for its future? Um, my hopes for its future is that it keeps on giving everybody an opportunity. I think that sometimes, particularly when you're looking to come into something like this, you think, oh, I'm not good enough. I've never done radio I love music, but I'm not very good at talking. I'll be nervous. Don't think all of those things because we all feel them. And the point of Radio Glamorgan is it's here for everybody, regardless of your ability and your talents. What you bring will be something special. And I hope that Radio Glamorgan continues to do that for as many people as it can in all the years to come. And you'll continue to be a part? Yes, if I can. Thanks for coming in, Helen. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Well, You've been listening to Music Was My First Love on Radio Glamorgan, where volunteer Helen Ward has been choosing ten of her favourite tracks. I'm Andrew Wolf, and please join me again very soon when another Radio Glamorgan volunteer chooses ten of their favourite tracks on another edition of Music Was My First Love. <laughs>